This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are listening to The Erin May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today to talk with me about Instagram. So what I'm going to be doing is actually sharing with you my top tips for how you can grow not only your personal brand, but also your business using Instagram. But I kind of wanted to walk you through my story with Instagram and my experience with Instagram because I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. I really, really do. I'm admitting it here, and I'm going to explain why in a second. But just to give you a little bit of background with me with Instagram, so I started my Instagram just like any normal person, had a personal account, you know, pictures of me in a beather and all of this kind of stuff and of my porridge in the morning with those ridiculously disgusting Instagram filters that were all very grainy and dark. You know, the ones with the black border around the outside as well. Classic, classy Instagram back in 2012-13. But anyway, I started my Instagram and I didn't really do anything with it until I started my YouTube channel. And at the time I was doing the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide. Obviously, that's what I've talked about with my story a lot. And so I started posting a lot of fitness content, a lot of food and things like that. And, you know, it was trudging along nicely. I didn't really grow any type of audience until one day where my transformation picture, so my before and after, my six-week before and after from the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide was shared by the Kayla Itzina's account. So by that time, I'm sure she had like 2 million followers and it was ridiculous. Like I remember sitting up that night and watching my profile go from like a thousand to like 8,000 in the space of like a couple of days. Like I opened it up and it was like 4,000 new followers or something like that. And then I just kept refreshing it. It was like nothing I had ever seen. Right. And so then I continued on with my journey. I thought it was amazing. I literally thought I was bossing it at life. But as you know, I started to change my niche when I kind of fell out of, not fell out of love with fitness. I was, you know, not always super interested in it, but I stopped doing the beginning body guide and I started moving more to business and self-development. When this happened, however, my account literally stalled. Like I started posting business content. I started posting content about motivation. And whilst I had that large audience, I'm sure it was up to like 11,000 
or something like that. But my engagement just dropped like no tomorrow, like literally dropped like someone was singing Snoop Dogg's Drop It Like It's Hot in the club and everyone's just getting down. It was ridiculous. So I made the decision that, well, this is going to be really hard to come back from. I'm just going to start an entirely new account. So that's what I did. So I started an entirely new account, probably best decision I'd ever made. If you are changing niches and you're seeing that your engagement is ridiculously low, then that might be a consideration for you because the fresh slate just allowed me to not only start an entirely new page with an entirely new audience, but I wasn't being penalized by YouTube for having, a uh, sorry, Instagram by having a lot of followers and not so much engagement. So when the platform, and this is a theory, so don't quote me on it, but when the platform sees that you have a lot of followers and your engagement's really low, then it's not going to prioritize your posts because it thinks that, you know, people don't like your posts. They're not engaging with it. So why would they, why would it show it to people? So anyway, so I started the new one. It was amazing. And I've never looked back ever since. Now in the interim of this, I have also managed a lot of other Instagram accounts for the clients that I worked with when I was doing my social media marketing. So a lot of them being in like natural skincare, beauty and things like that. And that was great as well. So I additionally have that experience with product base and manufacturing type businesses on Instagram. But if I know anything about Instagram, it is more so how to really use it to introduce yourself as a personal brand to your audience and therefore grow your business through that way. I really do think Instagram is that one platform where you can fully show up as your most authentic self and additionally use your multi-passionate, multi-dimensional self and all the things that you're interested in to build a better relationship with your audience. I think the expectation of content, even though it still should be professional to some degree, I think that people expect it to be more personal than they do maybe say on, you know, a podcast or to say Facebook. I really do think that, you know, the stories feature, which I'm obviously going to get into, but I think the stories feature is a really good opportunity for you to show your audience who you are so that they can connect with you on a level that's so much deeper than if you were just sharing content related to your business. So that's my little story on Instagram. Now, why I have a love-hate relationship with it is because I really hate taking photos. Not having photos taken of me, but I'm not good at taking photos. I really just suck at taking professional looking photos. I mean, I can snap like a queen when it comes to the story and I always remember to do it. But when it comes to actually taking photos, it's not my favorite thing to do. And when I don't really like something, I don't really do it. So I have always struggled with consistency on Instagram until George obviously came on and started doing the videos and photos. So it's a different story now, but until they added the story feature, I really didn't love Instagram. I didn't love that, you know, you always had to be so consistent taking the photos, but then they added the stories feature and it was like a whole new world for me. I love stories. I am going to be honest. I don't even look at people's photos on Instagram now. All I do is watch their stories. Like that's the only reason why I'll be following you on Instagram. And I know I'm not alone with that. So hint, hint, that's going to be one of the tips in a second, but I love Instagram for that matter. And I think the story feature is so great. So I still, you know, don't absolutely love the the photo side of Instagram, but I just think the stories feature, the live feature is amazing. And that's why I kind of love to hate it. But anyway, enough about me and my relationship with Instagram. You're probably like, all right, Erin, whatever, just tell me how to grow. So let's jump into my top tips on Instagram. Now, despite what I just said about me and Instagram, 
One of the most important things, in my opinion, is that you have a consistent posting schedule. Now, I do recommend that you post every single day. However, I know for a lot of people that's intimidating. So if that cannot be done, at least every second day, but be consistent with when you're posting. You know, people tend to build up an expectation for when they're going to hear from you and when they're going to see you online. And as you're growing and your audience isn't as big as, you know, as, as others just yet, it's good to kind of set that expectation so that they're immediately engaging with it and therefore telling the platform that this content is good so it posts out to more people. It's just like with YouTube, you know, the views that you get in the first 48 hours are the ones that really count because it determines whether this video should be on the suggested page or highly ranked in the search results. So I say post at least once a day, but if not, then at least post regularly, whether it is every second day, but you want to be showing up multiple times a week. Now you've got to think about the fact that the Instagram feed refreshes so quickly as well. So the more content that you are putting out there, the more readily available you are going to be to your audience and the more opportunity that you are going to have to get your content seen. So think about a consistent schedule. Now for a lot of people, they're like, well, I just don't know how to stay consistent. And my honest advice with that is, is just be organized. So use an app like Planoly or something to plan ahead of time. You can plan your feed in there. You can create all of your photos and you can edit them and then you can chuck them up into Planoly and they're ready there for you when you are going to post something. So plan your feed using Planoly as well. Now, Another tip that I do have is make sure you recognize that Instagram is a photography platform. It's not it's not good enough anymore. And I'm going to just use that harsh language because it's true to have low quality photos. And I know some people are like, well, I'm doing the best that I can. But at the end of the day, if you're not putting any effort in to try to do better, to just try to take better photos, to try to take more visually appealing photos, then unfortunately your photos may receive lower engagement. Now I know a lot of the celebrities don't have the best photos, but unless you are already a celebrity, then the story is different for you. You know, one of my clients said to me, well, Rihanna doesn't have very good photos. And I said, no worries. Are you, are you Rihanna? (laughs) You know, not in a mean way, but at the end of the day, she's already got millions of people that follow her. She doesn't have to use good photos, but in the beginning, like visually appealing platforms are what attract people to sign up and follow your page and to participate in your story and to learn more about you. So really putting consideration and effort into the quality of the photos that you are posting. So making sure that you are using, as I said, I'm just going to repeat that tip make sure you're taking really good photos, plan your feed in Planoly. You can edit your photos using any of the editing apps like ViscoCam or Lightroom or any of those to make them look cohesive, to make them look nice together, plan out that feed in Planoly and make sure you're posting consistently. Now, Another thing that I really recommend when you are using uh, Instagram to grow your personal brand is to never have an empty story. And I know this is going to be really intimidating to a lot of you because I know keeping consistency with your stories is something not a lot of people are good at. But as I said, there are a lot of people I know that are like me that no longer even look at the photos on the Instagram feed. Like I, I'll, I'll do a scroll here and there, and that's usually just to check on what my clients are doing. But at the end of the day, if I'm really following people, I'm, I'm there for the stories. And I know a lot of people are like this. And if you always have a story, when people land on your page and if they are like me or are like the people who like stories, then you having a story is a quick snippet for them to decide whether or not they want to follow you. 
So by always having a story, you're never missing an opportunity for a new subscriber to come and to see what you've got going on. So always thinking about always having a story. Now, you don't have to overthink this. Remember, a story lasts for 24 hours. You could snap a couple of things and have them on your story, but just make sure you are consistent in always making sure there is that purple, yellow, whatever color it is, circle around your name. Another good thing on top of this tip is to use the story highlights feature. So as you know, Instagram has introduced the story highlights, which is you being able to archive and to have your stories remain on your profile longer than the original 24 hours. And as you would have seen, people are doing this really beautifully by even creating a story cover, a highlight cover and really creating and painting a picture of who they are and what they're about through these story highlights. So for me, I have something about personal style. I have something about the podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I have something about my income because you know how I'm, I'm, I'm always showing like when I have those like 10, 15K months, I'm like, this is what I made, but this is also what I had to spend in order to make this. And then I also have something which is just a few of my favorite quotes under a topic called inspiring words. So as I said, it's important to always have stories there, but using the highlights is like almost like a backup if you're not going to be able to, for some reason, get a story in. If you have those story highlights, then when someone does land on your page, they can get a little bit of an understanding of what they can expect from your stories in the future. And a good tip on that, I know I just mentioned it then, but really put some time and effort into making these stories look cohesive with your brand. So obviously my brand is black and gold. My story highlights have a title page of just a black writing, uh, sorry, a black background with white writing about what the story is about but people get really creative with this by putting cute little logos and it just looks much neater than when people just have like different covers that are just from the story itself so I hope you know what I mean if not go check out my profile and you can go check out some of the other people you profile profiles that you follow I'm sure you'll get an understanding of that but between the story highlights and your story itself it's always good to have some type of story to people to get to know you better. The next part that I'm going to talk about is your Instagram bio. And this is something that I go pretty in depth with in with my clients. And I just recently did a visibility 101 workshop where I taught all of them how to write a bio, but you want to make sure that you are utilizing your bio in a way that is going to attract people to stick around for more. So what I see a lot of people doing wrong with the bio is that they make it very much about them personally. And again, I'm just talking to the businesses here. If you just want to grow your Instagram personally, that's a different story, but you want to make sure people understand exactly what they can expect from you. And the bio is a really good place to do that. So there's some really cool formulas that you can use to make sure that you are writing it in a way that sounds very, very short, sharp, snappy, and easy to understand for your audience. But when you are creating something, just make sure it depicts exactly what it is that you do and what people can expect from you. Now, another tip that I have on Instagram is that you have that one link. So making sure that you are using it to your advantage. I know there's a kind of hack around this that people use a program called Linktree to make sure that you are 
able to use more links. You know, Instagram has the one clickable link in your bio. If you want to use more, you can use a program called Linktree, which will have a link there that links to other links. I just said link so many times if you counted. Tell me how many times I said it and I'll send you a Pop-Tart. Regardless of whether you use Linktree or you just use the one link itself, you want to make sure that you are in your bio, so below the actual kind of statement or introduction that you have made, you want to make sure that you are making it desirable for someone to actually click that link. So by introducing with a nice catchy headline specifically what they can expect by clicking that link. So whether or not it's learn how to grow your personal brand or my top secrets to losing tummy fat for summer or something like that with a little arrow or the little hand pointing down just so people know, wow, that's interesting. I'm going to follow up and read more. And then the final tip that I do have is utilizing the live feature. Now, I'm not going to go really in depth into this because I do have another episode, which is all about live streaming, where I talk about why live streaming is important, kind of how you can use live streaming on Instagram, as well as how to overcome nerves on live streaming. But live streaming is really good. Now, Instagram really does reward participation. And if you are using all of its features and functionalities and being pretty consistent with your engagement and your posting, then it is going to recognize that you are a contributor to the platform that is keeping people active and it's going to prioritize your content. So by utilizing all the features that Instagram has available to you, you know, Instagram thinks you're a true player, basically. Anyway, using the live feature is really, really great for connecting with your audience. And the way that I love to use it is by just having real, authentic, casual chats. I don't plan Instagram lives. You know, I just jump on and show people what I'm doing. I hang out with them for a little while and answer questions. I, If I'm working on something, maybe I'll show them what I'm working on or I'll just be like, hey, I'm waiting in the car for my guitar lesson to start. Like, let's hang out and chat. I think that raw authenticity of jumping on live and hanging out with your audience is a really great way to develop deep and meaningful relationships because it's just like hanging out with a friend, even though I know there's a screen between you, but hey, it's just like a FaceTime then, right? So Instagram live is really, really amazing. You could also go live with somebody else if you wanted to do an Instagram collaboration to get your content in front of new eyes or to introduce some of the people that you enjoy to your audience, then you can use Instagram live and people can jump on live with you as well. So those are my top tips. I just wanted to introduce you to exactly how I use Instagram. I do have a couple of bonus tips, but I will get to them in a sec after I do a little bit of a recap. So really making sure that you are posting at least once a day or once every second day, either way, make it consistent. Make sure you are utilizing photography skills to a certain degree, you know, There's thousands of videos on YouTube about how to take better photos with your phone. So there's absolutely no excuse. If you have Instagram, you have a phone, you can take good photos. Most of the phones take really great pictures these days. So really making sure you are putting time and effort into taking good photos and planning out your feed with an app called Planoly, just so that it looks nice and cohesive together. You know, people come and they are really judgmental about the way that your feed looks and whether or not they're going to follow you. So making sure that when they do land on on your profile with that bio and your top pictures and your stories that you're giving them a reason to stick around. Also never having an empty story. You know, a lot of people are just using Instagram for the story features these days, maybe looking at photos here and there, but 
really enjoying the story features. So by always having something for them to enjoy when they do first land on your page, then it going it helps to paint a picture of what they can expect more of. And the highlights is a really good way to do that as well. Really making sure your bio depicts exactly what someone can expect from you, what type of business you're in, how you can help them. And then also additionally using that link in a way, a catchy title, something that's going to intrigue them, instill curiosity about what they can get from you even further to what you offer on your Instagram page. Maybe it's a service, maybe it's an opt-in, maybe it's a song that you wrote, I don't know. But at the end of the day, use that CTA wisely. And then of course, going live is a really good way, not only to show Instagram that you're a serious player on the platform and that they should prioritize your work, but to also live engage with your audience. So a couple of bonus tips that I do have, and these are just some statistics that I did look up before. There's only a couple of them, but... One thing that I read is that the highest engagement does happen during the week. And this is definitely something that I can vouch for myself. I noticed that sort of like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, even Friday here, because Friday in Australia is Thursday for most of you. But I find that the middle of the week is when I do get the highest engagement. And that is also what statistics show rather than the weekend. And the way that you can use this in your strategy is making sure that the important content that you really want people to see or your best content is saved for the week. But I I wouldn't say don't post on the weekends. You know what I mean? You still have an opportunity to connect with your audience and to add value, but just save that for maybe some of your more fun, easy on light content and post the stuff that's really important for you to be seen in the middle of the week. Additionally, photos with faces get 38% more likes. So what that actually means is you need to put your brave pants on and get in front of that camera. I know flat lays, food flat lays, lifestyle flat lays, quotes, all of that stuff you love, and it really allows you to still stay up to date with that engagement, but not actually put yourself out there vulnerably. But honestly, get your face in front of that. I, again, can vouch for this statistic. That's why I'm sharing it. I will happily show you my my Plannerly statistics and the photos where my face is in it, no matter what the caption says, get so much more engagement than the ones that are maybe just of my laptop or tarot cards or anything like that. So get your face, not in every single photo, but just make sure that you are recognizing that people want to see your beautiful face. So show it to them. And then additionally, make sure you are utilizing the hashtags. So Instagram posts that have at least one hashtag on average get 12% more engagement than those without. So you know you have 30 hashtags available to you. If you are trying to grow, then use all of them. Make sure they're relevant. Make sure that you are changing them up regularly. Make sure that they are not just the top trending ones, ones, but ones that are really specific to your niche and your target market and to you. But irregardless, make sure that you are utilizing every single 30 that you have available to you because the searchability feature on Instagram is amazing. It really, really helps the platform and people. it helps people to grow on the platform is what I'm trying to say. And so utilize that. Now, the way that you can do this is obviously by posting your photo and writing your caption as normal and then posting your hashtags in a comment below if you just want to make it look a little bit neater and your caption to stand out in isolation. So those are my bonus tips. Those are all my tips for how to use Instagram for your personal brand and for your business. I would love to hear from you though. If you have any tips of your own that you use for Instagram, then send me an Instagram on DM and I will share it with the audience and obviously credit you. But I really appreciate your time today and I will see you in the next episode. 
So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.